at Count Algier's Grand Ball in his estate in the northeastern stream barrows, the party has been interrupted by a fully armed cadre of guards who have formed a perimeter carrying large halberds. Count Algier himself, smiling from ear to ear, his cracked teeth and tiny beady eyes glinting down at his guests, has just proclaimed that he wishes them to perish. Now, what happens next can only be described as pandemonium, as all the remaining party guests who have been ushered into the middle of this ballroom floor, which is a generous number, around 100, maybe 120. Even though everyone was disarmed, these people, who were the scum of the earth, who were crime lords, slavers, drug traders, traffickers, almost every single one of them pulls out concealed weapons on their persons, hidden in the folds of their dresses or the heels of their boots, and they ready themselves as Count Algier's guards lower their halberds and slowly begin moving into the crowd. At the very edge, closest to the stairs, is Mick, Val, and Reese. There are guards approaching you from your left side, but there is no one at the stairs themselves other than those sort of attendants that formed a line and blocked off. These attendants remain unarmed. Luca is on the opposite side of those stairs, near the wall, actually beyond the circle of guards and beyond their notice, collapsed in a corner. So the end of the hall is the west. That's where Algier is? That's where Algier is. So then Lyrian and Efron are in the southeast part. Val, Mick, and Reese are in the southwest. Not going to have you roll initiative because there's not a fight yet. So carry on. (laughs) Luca steals himself against the pane, and he is going to try to, once again, climb up the stairs. Climb up the stairs or the wall? The wall, sorry. Okay. Is the Count leaving or anything? No, he is remaining. Okay. Lyrian goes over to a table and tries to, uh, gets like a butter knife or something so he can (laughs) throw it at these guards to distract them. As Lyrian grabs like a butter knife, (laughs) Ifran like grabs his arm and says, Lyrian. Obviously, a fight is about to break out. If we can obtain a weapon from uh, one of the guards or perhaps one of the party goers, I do believe that would be a little bit more effective than your current weapon. Yes, I, w- I wasn't actually planning on using this one. I was, it was more you were of... planning on buttering a roll. <laughs> it was more of a distraction of sorts, so I could acquire said weapon. The man in the robes and chains that was standing beside you kind of grabs you both or at least places his hands on either of your shoulders stepping between you and says it would be best if we move toward the center of the circle and away from these and he kind of wiggles his fingers motioning toward the approaching guards uncouth individuals i agree but you seem to be maybe versed in intent time shall tell so Let's go to Luca. What was your athletics check? So the athletics result? check was a 15, but the stealth check was only 10. Okay. I didn't know you were going to roll stealth. So I was going to say roll with advantage because you've already moved. Yeah. You're already beyond the perimeter. All right. So then an athletics is 15 and the stealth is now 30. No, 29. <laughs> Very quietly. <laughs> so you're able to pick yourself up and move 
a good halfway up. You're level now with the middle platform where the stairs come to converge before going up to Algier. You'll have to keep climbing to reach the balcony proper. Does the fact that climbing no longer costs me an extra action or you know, I, I don't climb at half speed change that at all or no? No, because okay. you are still... It's in, climb, stop, climb. You're still in, in an incredible, almost debilitating amount of pain. No, no, that sucks. <laughs> so, at the base of the stairs, Val, Reese, Mick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val leans to Mick and whispers. Uh, well, I'm not going to whisper, but he does whisper. Um, and he says, uh, this seems bad, yeah? It appears so. What are you thinking? Um, I'm wondering if... If you want to kill the Count and you want to do it right now, which of you is the most useful? Um... Immediately at that moment, <laughs> Reese turns around. So we're like right at the base of the stairs, right? Yes. And how many attendants are blocking our way? Approximately eight. Are they standing like shoulder by shoulder or are they like deep in the stairs? No, they're just shoulder to shoulder in a line. Okay. At that moment, Reese in a single motion turns around, removes his mask, which forms into this beautiful gleaming saber and he just chops off the head of one of the attendants i'll allow it (laughs) and he just starts running forward okay that saves me a spell (laughs) (laughs) okay i run after reese as well because i'm like yo let's go i don't say that but that's what i'm thinking (laughs) (laughs) i'll follow but i'm i'm keeping something in my pocket in case this goes south yeah yeah. So that action kind of shocks the rest of the attendants, at least barring that section of the stairs, the you know seven or six that were alongside this man who just got, well, decapitated. <laughs> Beheaded. <laughs> I guess there wasn't another way to put that. <laughs> and they scramble up and down the stairs, but then the ones that are still along the banister, they fan across to form a new line, their hands kind of outstretched, ready to bar your further progress. I think we're going to roll initiative now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. Ryan's going to roll 200 times. Once for every party. <laughs> I got something. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's that my sucks. crit fail. Again? Yeah, I got to have a total of two for old Val over here. So. Oh, wow. Makes you feel any better. It's I got a crit fail, fail too. <laughs> well, yeah. if it makes both of you feel better, I also got a crit fail. <laughs> yeah. So who's got the higher? Hey, hey, hey. Just think about this. At least this is what you got the crit fail on. Because initiative is very low stakes crit fail. That's true. That's true. Lyrian has a six. Okay. Efron has a five. Reese has a 16. Two for Val. Mick? Ten. Luca got right. a 23. Wow, Luca's finally pulling out the good rolls. Yeah. So it will go a player, a player, a player, the guards, a player, the mob, a player, the robe and chain man the last player, and then the attendants, the people who are barring the stairs. So, a player is first. Question. Does Lady, who is holding a megaphone, get included in any of those groups? Uh, She's with the attendants. Okay. All right. Luca, seeing it, he's still hidden by, you know, the banister and this, everything there. Did anyone climb up the wall? Yeah, but so I'm on the first step of two. Okay. Sorry. Um, He's going to attempt to finish the climb. Go for it. Eleven. You can make it to the top, but that will expend the rest of your movement. Luca arrives to the top, and he you know, he pulls himself over the rail, um, and he just kind of crouches down. He tries to take in his surroundings. Up here, if I'm correct, it is only the lady who spoke through the megaphone and Algier. 
and then this mass of attendants, yes. Aren't they all in front or are they behind? They're sort of just along the railings on the stairs and kind of fanning out at the top a little as well. But not as far as you. Okay, so I would have to to run through them to get to him. You would have to run past them, them, not through them. Okay, okay. All right, who's going next? So I want to do something before the mob comes or forever our enemies. The mob's not necessarily an enemy. It's just all the people in the middle of the dance floor, I think. Yeah, but they get crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> you never know. You, you never know. know. You never know. Disco right. fever. Okay. So is so, Mick going? Yeah, I, I would like to. It, it, uh, go, Mick. By, go, by Mick, agency. Go. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So, Reese, I'm sorry. We're going to leave you on your own. But I am going to cast Dimension Door. We're going to go directly. I'm going to grab on to, or actually, you're within five feet of me. So if you're willing, oh yeah, we can go together up to Count Algier. That's literally what I was going to do to you. So. No kidding. It's amazing. <laughs> Spellcast survives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> anyway, so um, is there something else I need to do? Or, so Okay. Then, I'm willing. Yeah. Dimension Yay. Door. You're there. Sweet. Um, That's your we... action. Okay, cool. Does that get them all the way there? Yeah. It says... You arrive at exactly the spot desired, one you visualize or one you can describe by stating distance and direction or anything you can I see. swear if these people make me obsolete, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> All right, so just to clarify then, in relation to Count Algear, where are you? In front of him, behind him, to the side of him, and like how close? We'll be transporting right behind him. Okay. Do, do you think so? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's my own decision. I mean, there's but... really no time for, for chatting here. <laughs> no, we must just go. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Val's going next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to go? I'm kind of up there. Okay. Um, this is a stupid idea, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, woohoo. I am, I'm going to keep my hand on him after casting this, like, in a restraint sort of way. Uh, but I would like to cast Invisibility on the count. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to hang on to him, like, real good. And that's only on the count, right? Like, that doesn't apply to you at all? I could cast it on myself as well. Actually, yeah, let's do that. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just be to the side. Well, <laughs> I can, I'll grab you and drag I, you okay, with me cool. when we move. Okay, do I have movement I as well that, as that? Because so. my, I got. Yeah, you didn't expend any movement. up here by board. my good bard friend. Oh, Love by the way, yeah. Mick, you take two strain? Actually. No, we're going to save that. Yeah, okay. Um, I will cast invisibly on myself and Cantel Gear, grab him, and I will also put my hand on Mick so that she knows where I am. Oh, okay, okay. But you're not Sorry, turning he, Mick invisible. We're going to do that all the time now because I don't want to expend that, that high spell slot right now. Um, And then I'm just going to go my 35 feet speed as fast as I can down the hallway. Taking the chair with you? Yeah. So you're just... Taking so he, all right so Count Algier is invisible and you are dragging the now perceived empty chair. <laughs> Wait, um, doesn't the object the, the chair also? Yeah, it's go? it's anything that um that they are wear oh, wearing or carrying. But if that's the chair true, is carrying, so that's up to you, I would, Ryan. I think I'm going to say no. The chair oh, is yeah. not Gosh, visible. It. <laughs> but, so like, wait, so it's just this chair that's pushing itself now. Yeah. Yes. The hey, chair hey. just starts. But don't we have advantage for stealth because nobody's paying attention to this count all gear? We'll see. Uh, we definitely that's know that the people up there the are. Attendance. Lady right next to him. Like, well, that's Oh, weird. I forgot about that lady. I really did. Moving. Just to be clear, and though you don't know Luca is over there, are you moving in the direction of Luca or opposite? I think probably in his direction. Okay. All right. So. Mick and Val come through the dimension door right behind Count Algier, and then a split second later, Val and Count Algier disappear. Mick just feels a tap on his shoulder, and then the chair 
just starts to speed off, <laughs> making it halfway to Luca. <laughs> All right, it is the guards' turn. So as the guards press forward, each of them sparring individually with these now enraged, crazed partygoers who have whipped out all manner of weapons and whatnots, they are able to cut down 20 of them. And right now the guards have not suffered any casualties, but 20 out of the 120 partygoers have been slain and been pushed more toward the center. And that also pertains to Lyrian and Ifron. How many guards are there? Upwards of 200. Okay, so a lot of them. Yes. I mean, this is a very large ballroom, keep in mind. Like, yeah. You still have plenty of space to sort of maneuver around before you are caught in this melee. Okay, is there a, is there a, like kind of a lone guard somewhere? Uh, just like, I guess, I mean, like, are all the guards clustered or have they kind of spread out a little? They're very disciplined, it would seem, but you can try to coax one out of their formation. Efran goes and he catches one of the guards' attention and uh, makes a rude gesture at him. <laughs> Roll intimidate. That's 14. Well, he didn't pass his saving throw, so he, he just gets this like nasty expression on his face. He's like, little bastard! And he charges at you with his halberd. Okay, cool. I charge at him with my fists. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and make a few attacks on this fool. <laughs> okay. Make a few attacks on this wool. Uh, four to be specific. Uh, Monks, man. I know. Right? Yeah. Okay, so the first one, 21. That is hit. Okay. And we're going to go ahead and do, um, I'll spend a key point to do Stunning Strike with that blow. So the first punch comes in, and I guess I'll also, I'll also roll for damage. Please do. Six damage. Adequate, but doesn't and... cause any superficial damage to him. And he needs to make a constitution saving throw. He rolled a net 20. Okay, well, that was not enough. Uh, no. <laughs> no, okay, that's fine, that's fine. I'm going to take my second attack that I get. 12. That is not enough. Okay, then I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to spend another key point to use Flurry of Blows to get two more attacks. Okay. Okay, that one was 26. That is a hit. And I'm going to spend a third key point to try to make that one a stunning strike. All right. So he just has to roll constitute. Oh, wait. Well, let me roll damage. That is nine damage on that one. And uh, and a do stunning strike. 14. Dang. If only he had rolled a 13, because I think the tie goes to the defender. You, you, meter exceed. So okay, so he met it. it. Yes. Okay, then the last strike. <laughs> Okay, that one was a 27. That is a hit. Uh, another nine points of damage and a fourth key point to make this one a stunning strike. <laughs> okay, you inflict more nine more points of damage to him. Another quick bash to his armor. And then he's going to roll his constitution eight. Hot dog. He is now stunned until my next turn. Okay, he's stunned. Wow, we got there, guys. That was half of my key <laughs> points, but we got there. Okay, so yeah, that he is incapacitated. Is it a player's turn? Nope, it is the mobs. So the mob is sort of fanning out, trying to defend itself. It's not coordinated in any way, shape, or form. In fact, they may be doing more damage to each other than they are to the guards as slews of them try to break free of this encroaching perimeter. And in the scuffle, 17 guards 
are killed and nine of the mob are also murdered. It is a player's turn. Uh, Lyrian will go. All right, Lyrian, you and your butter knife? Lyrian, seeing that Ithran has incapacitated one of the guards, he he looks at his butter knife and he tosses it over his shoulder and goes for the weapon that the guard had. All right, you can, uh, that's just half your movement to grab that and pick it up. You are now armed with a halberd. You are close enough to perform an attack on a guard if you wish. I would love to do that. (laughs) Great. Then roll away. Nat 20. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of damage am I doing with this baby? 1d10. Sweet. So you get 10 and then roll a d10. Plus your strength modifier. Mm -hmm. That'll be 16. All right. That sufficiently bloodies this guard near you who clutching his gut after you swipe him with the edge of this halberd, dashing blood across this marble floor, takes a step back and actually loses his halberd as well as he retreats behind his fellow guards. Um, actually, as before he leaves, I'm going to take another swing at him. Can you do Go that? for it. Yeah, I mean, you have reach. I have reach and I have extra attack. That one wasn't so great. <laughs> it's an eight. I'm sorry, but as you try to take a second sweep, another guard fills his buddy's place in the line and swipes your attack out of the way. All right. Now it is your robed, chain-wearing friend's turn. He touches a few of the charms around his neck, and he looks over at Ephron and says, My friend, if you'll come here, please. And he extends his hand and then motions toward you, and you are whisked to his side about 15 feet. Now, Ephron is a Merrick. Which means he's, like, dead to magic. Right. So, but this just happens anyway? Yes. Okie dokie. <laughs> Efron is whisked away on the wind. He feels as though he's being carried to him in the arms of a, a wind giant or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you for that. With Efron now out of the way, he sort of wiggles his fingers and little sparks fly out of his fingernails. And then in another second... He waves out his arm in a great arc toward the main door, and he just says, Incinerate. And 28 guards just go up and smoke, their bodies consumed by flames almost instantaneously as their clothes burn up into ashes that float into the ceiling and their heavy armor and weapons clatter to the ground. All right, next player's turn. Okay, so just help me orient myself for a bit. So I am coming up the southwestern side of the stairs. Uh, yes. Luca is on the northwestern part at the top of the stairs. You you are you are not at the top of the stairs. You're at the top of where the stairs converge to go into the more grander staircase that goes to the tippy top. To the tippy top. And the invisible man in the wheelchair with the invisible pusher is being rushed towards Luca, correct? Yes. Out of your sight. Out of my sight. I can't see that. Okay. Yes. Um, then Reese is just going to continue pushing up towards where he believes Count Gear is. Is there a wall of attendance in front of me? There sure is. And they're kind of like, they started linking arms. You've obviously no, shown we won't a, go. affinity for cutting off extremities in the past. Now might be the time. I was going to say, um, Reese doesn't even bat an eye. He keeps walk, uh, like not like sprinting, but he's just jogging, and he slashes down at one of the link's ar- linked arms and kind of plows his way through. Okay, roll for attack. 21. All right, uh, roll for damage. 
13. So as you swing downwards toward where this linked arm is between these two attendants, you sever both of them in one clean cut as blood spurts out of their new wounds, basically covering each other and you in this hot mess as they then scream, tumble down the stairs, leaving a small path open for you. And Reese takes it. He charges through. All right. You are able to make it to the top of the stairs then where the Demlik woman greets you. Speaking of which, it's her turn. So the other attendants start to actually circle behind you and they reform this human wall. Meanwhile, this woman from her back draws a sort of arming sword and holds it in one hand with one hand then behind her back. And she waves it rather daintily in front of your face, teasingly almost, completely ignoring Mick and the fact that her master just disappeared and his chair was whisked away. A point of order, I also don't know if my owl is invisible or not. (laughs) So there might just be (laughs) a barn owl. owl. Yeah, just kind of like... I don't think he No, he's not. (laughs) That's cute. It's anything you're carrying, and you are carrying this owl on your shoulder. That's true. So it could be... If you decide, I think it's better if the owl is not. Put the wheelchair on your shoulders, (laughs) and then it will be invisible. (laughs) I think the owl is going to take the same rules as the wheelchair in this case. That's fair. Yeah. So (laughs) So he's just zipping along. He's so cute. That's adorable. So Mick. uh, So then, just to clarify, Mick, a floating owl, and an empty chair (laughs) have screamed across the top of these stairs, offwards toward a hall at the end. This Demlik woman paid them absolutely no mind, only grinning this wicked smile the entire time, her eyes locked on the approaching figure of Reese. And as he now confronts her and she holds her sword aloft, she attempts to slash at you three times. Oh, no. However, all three blows, though impacting you, just barely nick your armor and you don't suffer any ill effects. In fact, it looks like she's strained herself a bit trying to do so. And we're back to the top. So here's what's going to happen. And remind me, this grand staircase, it's like it goes straight up and then at the bottom it like split off into two different staircases. So I'm like just, I climbed up this single staircase. Yes. Okay. So Reese standing at the top of the single staircase, and the staircase like leads up to a hallway, correct? That goes further in. A balcony of sorts that then has adjoining halls that you can easily go through, just with archways, no doors. So you couldn't just go straight back. It would be like you have to turn. You could. You could go straight back into one of several halls. Okay. Okay. But there's a woman in your way. Okay. That that was perfect. That's perfect. Okay. So Reese. Climbing up these stairs, being pretty quickly but ineffectively attacked three times, just waits for a split second, and then from behind the woman comes a spectral elk that charges her and rams her right in the back. What the devil? <laughs> All right. What are you? So what is this your Patronus or something? It's, I think it's, it's fine exactly steed or something. So. Basically, it means you can summon a warhorse, an elk, or something else that you can speak with telepathically, and if it runs for at least 20 feet straight towards a target, it rams them, and it does damage. That's why you were asking about the hallways. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes together. So, he had summoned the spectral elk that came and rammed her in the back, doing um, seven damage. All right. She is only lightly phased by this attack. It does it 
dictate that they are moved in any way, shape, or form? They have to do a saving throw. Strength saving throw. Ten. <laughs> nope. They are either thrown five feet or knocked prone. I like the Which thrones. would you like? <laughs> Seeing yeah. as that it's an elk with big antlers, I will say that she is thrown past you down these stairs. Noise. And breaks her neck and dies. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you in a second what actually happens to her. She takes 19 points of damage falling down these stairs all the way down, where as she lands at the bottom, almost all of her weight on one of her elbows, you see her arm just sort of collapse and snap as one of the bones just completely shoots out from the side. A big bloody mess where she's now lying and she screams out in pain and is a bit debilitated at this point, suffering a major wound. <laughs> so she's just a bit debilitated. Oh, that's... Um, that's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> just a wee bit. She'll be fine. All right. So climbing aboard the steed and charge <gasps> 60 feet in the direction of the now screaming wheelchair. Okay. You catch up to the wheelchair because they only moved. 30, 30 uh, yeah. Well, if I don't know how fast Mick can move. I can go 35. But I, I would have tried to stay together. I can go 30. Okay, so I would have so, moved to 30 okay. as well. Okay, so, so do you want to scream past them, or are you kind of just catching up to them? He kind of does that thing where he like blows past, but then rounds, because he can see, I don't know, can he see Luca past this? You can see Luca and you can, from your position atop your steed, and you can see Mick clearly. Okay, so yeah, he goes past Mick, kind of in between Luca and Mick in this wheelchair, and then he like rounds and stays there. Great, next player. <laughs> if, if someone dragging this person near me could get closer, <laughs> I could do what I want to do. That was my plan. Can I go? Val, I want to. I want to just uh, push <laughs> the count. I do have my hand on his shoulder, so if he moves or leaves. I will feel it. Honestly, like throughout this whole time, you felt literally no resistance from him. Okay, cool. That is alarming. I mean, he can't really go anywhere either. Yeah, he doesn't really have legs. Okay, so I'm going to just move as fast forward as I can. Do I pass Luca in that pathway? Can I get there in 35? You can get to Luca, yes. Okay, great. And then at that point, free action, I'm going to whisper to him, psst, follow the archduke. That's the owl. (laughs) <laughs> and then keep going another 35 feet with my wheelchair. My just owl just <laughs> straight okay. ahead. Unless unless you want to. I mean, I, I'd like to do a little instant interrupt here thing, but. That's fine with me. I don't know how that would work. Stab him. So as you hear, follow the Archduke. That's the owl. <laughs> <laughs> you can go next. Okay. Uh, if it's in time, Luca does not follow the Archduke. It's the owl. He jumps atop <laughs> of the wheelchair, knocking it over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Val, will you do a dexterity saving throw, please? Sure. Why'd you gotta jump on it, man? <laughs> oh, that well, not I mean, great. His head hurts very bad. No, he's like, not. He's, he's, he's like an empty wheelchair. He's not like, like, oh, I'm gonna hop on. Let's ride. No, it's like he's jumping like, into it to tackle who is in it. He knows that there's a I, guy in it. I would yeah, like yeah. to clarify, Emmon, that I wasn't actually serious when I said Luca was trying to get a free wheelchair ride. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's good. Understand. <laughs> What'd you get? A nine. All right. So as Luca just dives into this wheelchair, it topples backward. Val is knocked prone. Cool. And does invisibility require concentration? Yes. Okay. Then I will say at this point that your concentration has been broken. Cool. Meaning both Val and Count Algier are now visible. That's fine. I would have dropped it anyways because I don't (laughs) want to lose the Count. (laughs) (laughs) And Luca, you are gripping the Count and roll to a stop a few feet away from the wheelchair. 
Can I get advantage because he's an old cripple? <laughs> he's also on so the floor. Sad. On your attack? Yeah. Dude, just stab him. Well, I mean, like, I, no, I, I would like, like to just more. stab him. However, just, if I'm requiring a roll here, I'm asking if I get advantage. You stab get stab. advantage. Okay, good. That means I get a roll four extra d6s. Are there any special... <laughs> Are, no, no, no. Are there any special stats for this dagger? We never actually went over stats. It's just like common dagger damage, 1d4. Yes. yes. All right. Luca, great, uh, you know, finally jumping on top. The pain in his forehead, you know, it's been, it got worse as he got closer. It's getting worse and worse. And it's just completely unimaginable at this point. And he jumps on top and just immediately swings uh, his dagger straight down. It looks like he's just going to try to really almost hack off the Count's head, like with a swing toward the, the jugular. Jeez. All right. Wow. Roll. It was only a 75. So. <laughs> Weirdly, that misses. 19. That hits. 19 hits. Oh, hot dang. Oh, hot dang. I'm so excited for this. We've been waiting for this for months. Uh, 11. 17. Finish him off. Okay. So, Luca, you know, he followed the Archduke. That's the owl. Didn't even pay attention. Jumped right on. <laughs> rolled over, grappling the town. And he slashes at the Count's neck so hard the dagger hits the, the spinal cord in the neck and it gets caught so his hand slashes down effectively severing this head other than the spine which the dagger can't get through and he just screams as the agony in his forehead reaches a peak thank you for that description wow wow well, well just kind of just... blinks in surprise <laughs> I didn't want to just like stab the guy in the chest you cut through flesh and muscle and sinew and you are just splattered with blood and this other strange sort of grayish black ichor that spews from his wound and as his head kind of bobs to one side rather violently as you complete your pass there's just this like you swear it's laughter coming from his severed throat gargling up out of this grotesque body that you've tackled to the ground. The face, however, is already contorted into this disgustingly terrified look, like eyes wide and already empty, face drained of all color, as you have killed Count Algier. Does anything happen with the dagger? Does the mural show up? Did I achieve anything with this victory? I will say this, that effectively ends the combat, because what happens next, everyone stops. As you try to move, any of you, you seem to be unable, all except the man in the robes and the chains, who takes his sweet time, traipsing up the stairs, up to the top, turning to look at Luca. You can all move your eyes, but wherever your heads were, they are locked in place. Reese was looking right at the carnage. (laughs) I think, uh, for all intents and purposes, the only people who can't exactly see everything that's going on right here are Ifran and Lyrian. Val, Mick, Reese, Luca, you are full witness to this event. As the man strides forward, he stops next to Count Algier's corpse and he kneels down and he kind of just brushes the hair out of his face a little bit, almost in a loving fashion. And he says with a great amount of pity in his voice, 
You thought you could win. But alas, you could not. And then he stands again, and he looks directly at Luca. He kind of actually, like, has to kind of lean over and crane his neck to look into Luca's eyes. Like, you are... He reaches out and just touches his index finger to your forehead and a little... Ah, Luca Cole. And then he looks over at Mick. And he says, do I know? And he looks over at Reese. And he says, that's a new one. And finally at Val, and he's like, Valmes. Ah, good to see you again. For the record, you have no idea who this person is. Oh, I assumed as much. And he gives a little clap of his hands. And in that instance, you start to see shimmering in the air connected to everyone in this hall, including Count Algier, these sort of spectral strings, as if suspend, like from a marionette of sorts, that extend into nothingness, into the ceiling, which, if you do glance upward, is now a shimmering black void. And the man with the chains takes out a knife, and he just begins sawing at these strings that are bound to the different parts of Count Algier. And then does the same to Luca, and Luca is able to move again. And then he moves over to Val, freeing him from these bonds, and then Reese, and then finally Mick. And standing atop sort of this, like I said, balcony platform at the top of these stairs, you are all free to move. There is still these, like, it almost tugs at your skin, but these strings still hang down from your... What's the opposite of your palm called? The back of your hand. (laughs) Perfect sink. That was beautiful. Still tugging a little at the backs of your hands, your shoulders, the top of your head, your feet, and your knees. It's uncomfortable, to say the least. But for the moment, you're free. Does he do anything with Ifran and Lyrian down there? Are they just kind of chilling? He does not currently. So... Luca turns to this guy as he's watching him undo these things, and he is not like trusting him, but he's he's, he's wary and he's just like, "What are you?" I am simply someone <laughs> that is heavily invested in what you are deigned to do. Count Algier was, <laughs> must I say it, simply a puppet, and you all fell quite well into his little trap. I'm glad I caught up to you in time, though. You see, I... Perhaps we should gather your friends, no? And leave this abysmal place. Uh, are we all in agreement? Luca gestures for him to... Like, gestures down. Like, doesn't say anything. He's, he's got this... He's got a very distrusting face, but he gestures towards the friends. Like, they're... Because they're on the other side of the ballroom, right? Yeah, they're down in the... Yeah, so pit. he's like, gestures and... Still got his dagger, and it's kind of covered in a bunch of stuff, and it's just, let's, let's do this, I guess. Can Val inspect these uh, spectral strings as we go? Yes. Okay. What do you want me to roll? That's definitely Arcana. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. Don't get a one. Don't get a one. <laughs> Finger crowns. Nat 20, plus five. 25. Holy crap. <laughs> I missed my boy. Right when it counts. Laurel, as Val, you are unable to like pinpoint exactly what these are made of or where they came from, but a name enters your mind. 
and how you place that name is in Val's power, you hear the name Aduinium. Okay. Which I didn't expect you to, like I said, memorize the Pantheon. You know. Wait, you didn't memorize that? I do have a cheat sheet of the gods that matter to me. (laughs) But you would know that person who is a Valor. One of darkness and deceit. So am I associating the the like origin of this thing as being with this Valor? Or like that name comes to mind why, I guess is what I'm wondering. Yes, you you would associate this um occurrence with that Valor. Okay. Would I associate this gentleman with that Valor? No. Okay. Hmm. I just I I don't know that this is going to mean anything to anybody else. So I just kind of like, all right. <laughs> I learned something, but I keep it to myself for now. So this man beckons you to follow him and starts going down the stairs rather, you know, casually. Just to clarify, everyone is locked in place, but like if people had wounds or were bleeding, there is still blood pumping out of those wounds or dripping from those cuts. It is simply the people that are locked in place, their eyes going around furiously. Are you all following this man then? Yes. Yeah. As you walk down past the woman that broke her arm on the bottom of the stairs, you just see like her eyes kind of fluttering progressively further and further back in her head as she loses consciousness as blood just like pumps from her arm onto the floor. As we cross the dance floor, Luca is trying to see if he can find Tristra. Do a perception. 18. You see her, but as you look at her, your mark feels cold. This ain't about the mark, son. <laughs> this is about the mark. <laughs> I go toward her. Maybe she's just a puppet. She might just be a puppet, but she's still my friend and she did it facetiously like a prick. So as this man leads the rest of you to Lyrian and Ifran and then cuts your bonds, Luca and Tristra. Luca arrives right in front of Tristra. And he takes off his mask, looking her straight in the eye. She knows what it's about. He doesn't need to say anything. And yeah, she recognizes you easily. At this and you point, you see her. You see that recognition in her expression. He disembowels her. Oh, Whoa, geez, dude! You could have just butts. stabbed her in the heart. Well, then he stabs her in the heart next. Uh, well, I mean, okay, whatever. Her guts are on the floor now. Basically, as you drive your dagger in the left side of her and then rip it across the bottom of her belly, opening her up, essentially, she dies almost instantly. And you are clearly able to see that. Her entrails and blood flow out of her, but her body remains stiff and still, still suspended in the air. If she's going to die from that, then he's just going to, you know, he has done his his due. And he turns around, he drops the mask among her spilled entrails as he turns back toward the group. You rejoin the group then. The man separates himself from the six of you momentarily and then turns to face you and says, I believe introductions are in order, but as I said, it would be befitting to first leave this accursed household. Would you not agree? As long as we get our belongings, of course. Yes, yes, I will make sure everything that is in your possession comes along with us. But if anyone has any objections to this particular travel that I am about to arrange, speak up now and you will be left on your own. Actually, Lyrian does say something. He's, what's going on? All will be explained in just a moment, please. Patience, patience, a little more, I beg of you. He can be patient, yeah. Good. Then, 
and he swirls his finger behind him and there is a shimmering portal suddenly there. Come, come. And for those of you from the old world, this looks exactly like the rift. And he steps through it. Luca joins him. Mick falls. Mirian looks at Ifran. He says, be careful. Oftentimes when you go through these, you end up on your face and walks through. Just Ifran and Val. Please, after you. Would you mind if I took a look at it first? By all means. Okay, I want, I want to look at the portal. <laughs> <laughs> Does Ifran step through or is he waiting for Val? Uh, Ifran is waiting. Okay. That's fine. Can I roll another Arcana check? Please do. I love being a smart character. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love being a smart character. Nope. Oh. I have no idea what this is. That's a, a big old eight. This is beyond anything you've ever seen conjured with intent. I would say it's very exciting. And then I go through. Oriel help us out. And he walks through. 